Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 now it's time to think and discern this is bob bernie live and welcome to the four o'clock hour of bob bernie live it is my privilege to welcome to the studio a dear old friend sean patrick who is president of finish line Ministries. Sean, it is so good to have you in the studio today. Wow, thank you, Bob. It has been a little bit of time. It has since been. We've laid eyes on each other, but I can remember distinctly Uh-oh. there being a handful of years in the mid 2000s where we had the opportunity to work together. We did. And uh, and those were great days. Yes. Those were great days. So it's yes. so good to see you again and, and be with you. Well, you as well. Uh, I would imagine many of our listeners are familiar with Finish Line, uh, but give us the the 60-second summary of the history. Uh, you can go more than 60 seconds. The history of Finish Line Ministries, which is here, right here in central Ohio. It's a worldwide ministry, but but began right here in Ohio. Give us Give us a little history lesson. Certainly. Uh, you know, back in 1992, the founder of our, our ministry was a man named Dave Bogue. No, Dave well. And Dave's a good friend, and he founded our ministry. And what we were was we were a traveling revival ministry where we would travel to anyone who would invite us, right? If you had a camp, if you had a conference, if you had a church service, you would invite some of the men from Finish Line Ministries, and they would go and hold those services for you. We were a preaching service, mm-hmm. and our heartbeat was revival. We wanted to see men and women who knew Christ grow in their faith, and uh, and we did that, wow, from 1992 all the way until 2011. And uh, we had a team of people. You were a part of that for a brief time, Bob, and that was uh, so much fun for us. We saw the Lord do some great things. And come along 2000, one of the invitations that we received was to go and hold services in Malawi, Africa. Mm-hmm. We do that. The Lord works. He blesses. We meet some amazing people there. And we come back, and my boss, Dave, looks at me and says, how about you, Sean, be the liaison between what we're doing here in the States and what we think God may accomplish with us through us in this partnership in Malawi. And so that started our work overseas. And so we have traveled throughout the country and around the world preaching and teaching Christ. And uh, and then most recently in 2011, uh, now 12 years ago, Dave retired from our ministry and uh, our board of trustees asked me to be the president of Finish Line. And my heartbeat pounded for our work in Africa. I had been doing this now for 11, 12 years. And I looked at our board and I said, I believe it's time that we shift our focus and fully embrace this notion of being a missions agency mm-hmm. that works in Malawi, Mozambique, and Zimbabwe. And we work alongside the national people there. We don't put our people on the ground. 
We've been working and training for 12 years now. Let's resource them. Let's help them with some strategic planning and thinking. And let's, you know, blitz that region of the world with the gospel. And and our board quickly adopted that um, that approach, that shift, and uh, and we've been doing that ever since. In Malawi, there is such a harvest in Malawi. I was there several years ago, but did a pastor's conference and had pastors who walked for three days. Yes. Walked for three days to come to a two-day pastor's conference, which just lit my soul on fire Absolutely, because of their hunger. You know, here in America, you can't get pastors to drive 30 minutes, you know, sometimes. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, what's going on in Malawi? What's God doing through Finish Line in Malawi? You know, the biggest thing that we focus on there is church planting. One Mm -hmm. of the things that we are convicted about is the fact that the Lord is going to use the local church to bring about revival and, and people coming to know Christ. He's going to use the local church to change the world. And so we have been, you know, since 2000 and prior to that, 1986, the man that we met in Malawi, we have been planting churches there. So we travel to the remote villages, the remote areas mm-hmm. you've been there, um, and we try to identify regions, pockets of the country, and the same in Mozambique and Zimbabwe, that do not have a gospel presence. And then we set up shop. We we send our pastors and our church planters to begin a process of preaching Christ in that village or that region. And if the Lord works, and it's all up to him, mm-hmm. if he works, then we will plant a church there. And we did that, you know, in the beginning days, and and the Lord really, really uh, worked, as you mentioned, like there's revival that's taking place in that region of the world. And and one of the things we recognized that if we wanted to do it well, we needed to train pastors to do Mm -hmm. it. Yes. And so in 2004, we launched our Bible Institute in Malawi, as well as we now have one in Mozambique, with the idea being that if you want to really do your job well, preach Christ and help people grow in their faith after they give their lives to Christ, if you want to establish a church, you need trained pastors to do so. Um, As you probably notice, there's, in the developing world, um, there's a lot of great intention. Yeah. But if there's not the undergirding or the foundation of Scripture— People will fall away from their faith. Well, and false doctrine. False doctrine. You're right. Rampant with new believers in so many areas in Africa. Absolutely. Yeah. And we we were seeing probably like you did, droves of people, hundreds and hundreds of people come to faith, give their lives Mm -hmm. to Christ. We would launch a church. We'd plant a church. It takes a couple of years to do that, and and then we would see just kind of a stagnation. Right. And we just felt like we've got to do our level best to give these people everything they need once they give their lives to Christ to grow in their faith. And that resulted in the launch of our Bible Institute. So today, praise God, we have 170 of our trained pastors planting our churches and doing the work uh, in Malawi, so uh, Mozambique and Zimbabwe as well. So uh, that's the biggest thing that we're about as church planning. There's some other great things, too. 
orphan and day school ministry, beautiful church. You can't be in that region of the world, right? Right. right. And not recognize the need that little ones have. How can our listeners learn more and maybe get involved in Finish Line Ministries? Wow, thanks for asking about that, Bob. The, our website's the the best way to, to, to find out more about us, www.finishlineministries.org. If you go there, you'll discover all the good work that the Lord's accomplishing in, in Southeast Africa. And if you want to get involved, there's certainly, right, every place has it, the little button up in the top corner that says donate, and your resources will make its way to Southeast Africa and impact lives there. Finishlineministries.org. You got it. Finishlineministries.org. I've known Sean for such a long time (laughs) and very familiar with Finish Line. They are certainly worthy of your prayers and certainly worthy of your support as well. Sean, it's been such a privilege to have you. It's great to see you again. It's been far, far too long. It has. It has, but it is good to see you. It feels like, you know, you sit in the room with someone that you haven't seen in a while, and you immediately go, yeah, I remember that guy. Yeah. Like, I know know why I liked him so much, and too much time has passed. So thanks for this opportunity, Bob. Sean Patrick, president of Finish Line Ministries. Learn more at finishline.org, finishline.org. Stay tuned. Bob Bernie Live will continue. Today's news, God's Word, and your thoughts. This is Bob Bernie Live. How would you like some good news in a world filled with bad, bad news? Most of you are familiar with the name Michael Youssef. Michael Youssef is a pastor of the Church of the Apostles in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh... He's 75 years old, still pastoring the church, and my goodness, God is using him around the world. Uh, The book of the month here at WRFD, last month was his brand new book on Scripture, Read the Bible as if your life depended upon it, a very, very timely book. Well, he just finished an evangelistic crusade in Cairo, Egypt. Now, that's not real easy because the radical Muslims, the political environment, religious environment, and so forth. But they've been working on this uh, evangelistic crusade in Cairo, Egypt, for quite some time, and they were hoping and praying for 6,000 people. Well, they didn't have 6,000 people. They had 17,000 715 people attend the crusade in Cairo, and of the 17,715, more than 7,800 put their faith in Jesus Christ as personal Savior. Half, half of all the people who attended this crusade gave their hearts to Christ, and 
I don't know this as a fact, but I am assuming that many, probably most of those folks, were Muslim in background. Now, they may have been Coptic, and some of the Coptics are born-again believers. Some of them are not. But anyway, 17,715 people attended the crusade in Cairo, and over 7,800 gave their hearts to Christ. So they were hoping for 6,000 in attendance. God gave them 17,700, and they had more people saved than what they expected in total attendance. Michael Youssef said this after the crusade, it was so massive in terms of a Christian gathering that nobody can take credit. They did not come to hear me. They did not come because of this or that. They came because there was a hunger. There were masses of people at midnight who did not want to leave. They just stayed singing and praying. There was such a presence of the Holy Spirit as we have never experienced before. We know this is a God thing. It was the Holy Spirit who did the work. And then he went on. I say the gospel is the gospel. And when the core of the gospel is preached and not the fluff, which you know some people, of course, like to do, we're all sinners. Christ came from heaven to save repentant sinners and forgive our sins, and we are all burdened with sin. And that is really a simple message. When I'm on the road doing evangelistic outreaches like this, I go straight into the core of the gospel. Speaking of the uh, the war and so forth in the Middle East, he said, we pray for peace. That's the goal. My prayer is for both sides to come to know Jesus, the Jews to know him as the Messiah, and for the Muslims to know him. By the way, there are thousands of Muslims coming to Christ, but you will never hear about it in the news. Jesus is appearing to them in a vision and dreams, and they're coming to Christ by the thousands. And so, As these things happen, as the gospel is preached, we pray there'll be a peace. But in reality, we know that there can be no peace without Jesus. Um, Of all things, his message in Cairo was based on Matthew 24, which, of course, focuses on the end times. So, uh, great, great news out of uh, Cairo, Egypt, Evangelistic Crusade. This was a couple of weeks ago, I believe. 17,000 people attended, and out of the 17,000, nearly one-half gave their hearts to Christ. Folks, God is still at work. God is still doing great things. He is. Joy and I continue to see people's, their lives changed and transformed. The, uh, the focus of our ministry is on the cross. It's what we try to proclaim everywhere we go. And uh, almost every weekend, we see God do just in, incredible things. Uh, this past Sunday, I had the privilege of being down in Jackson, Ohio, 
And um, I always try to give an invitation. There are rare instances where I don't give an old-fashioned, hey, come forward, uh, deal with God kind of invitation. You don't have to. But I feel that God still uses a public invitation for many reasons, and I don't have time to go into all of that. But almost always, I give a public invitation, and it is rare that people do not respond. Occasionally, no one does, and that's fine, because that's up to God. That's not up to me. Like Michael Youssef said, they didn't come to hear him, and I hope people don't come to hear me. It's got to be the Spirit of God. But this past Sunday, in the church in Jackson, the altar was just filled with people. And I I don't know what their needs were. It's none of my business. But they were meeting God in a deeper, more intimate way than they were before. The Spirit of God is still working. People are still getting saved. People are still repenting of their sins. God is still healing marriages and families. God is still drawing people to himself through the proclamation of the word, the cross, the proclamation of the gospel. And that's why this is not a time to compromise on the gospel. This is not a time to compromise on the truth of Scripture. This is not a time, as Michael Youssef said, to preach fluff. We don't need fluff. We need truth. And when the truth is proclaimed, the Holy Spirit of God honors that and brings people to himself. All right, we need to take the bottom of the hour break. My number is 877-BOB-LIVE, 877-262-5483. 